Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine, taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the shows fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of under-the-radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com. On today's episode of Reinvention Radio. Steve, if somebody was to tell me when I was going to go out there in the field for the first time, this was what it was going to be like, guess what? They were all wrong. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't believe that I was on the field in with the Dallas on the Dallas Cowboys stadium with all the noise and all the violence and all that stuff that's going on around. I couldn't believe that was going mm-hmm. on. So you've got to be prepared for just about anything. And that preparation comes with discipline. This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. How are you? Steve Olsher hanging out with you here on Reinvention Radio with the lovely Mary Goulet. Hola, Mary Goulet. Hello. Hello, Richard. What's up, my brother? How you doing? How you doing? Doing great. Doing good. Great. Good, good. And uh, in just uh, a minute here, we'll be joined by Vince. And uh, is it just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Is it Vince Papale or Vince? It is Papale. Okay. It's okay. Got it. Good. So Vince will be with us here in just uh, in just a minute or so. Uh, really looking forward to this conversation. Actually, be a really interesting conversation, too, given everything that's going on. Uh, but if you've ever seen the movie Invincible, uh, about the guy who went literally from the stands to the field with the Philadelphia Eagles and, and so on. That's uh, that is our guest today, and um, and and you know everything with, with everything that's going on in the world of sports. Uh, you know, actually talking to uh, somebody who played on a, on a professional level. Um, should be a very, very interesting conversation. So now uh, before we jump into that, let me just do a quick round robin here and uh, get a sense of how you guys are doing. Mary, how uh, how you holding up here? What, uh, what, what, what is going on in, in Maryland as we enter week number five of, uh, of Quarantineville? Okay. Um, nothing's really changed in my routine drastically. I've been working from home for 30 years. Um, so I've just become more productive, writing more, um, working on several projects and ma- making headway, seeing my kids more often because they're not out socializing mm-hmm. and doing maintenance around the house. Yeah, gotcha. Richie, how about you entering into a week? week five here or finishing up week five, I guess, of, uh, of quarantineville. How, uh, how you holding up and, uh, you got a, you got, you got any fun, fun plans for, for the, for the next week of this good stuff? <laughs> um, let's see, holding up great kind of to Mary's point there, just really focusing on what I can do, not what I can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the biggest challenge, I think I mentioned this last week, but it's, it's gotten better, even though it was the biggest challenge is um, my seven-year-old has no clue what all this is about. You know what I mean? And so uh, she's used to the way I scheduled my day that when I was home, like 
we could do things, we could hang out, we could build stuff. And we still can now, but she's home all the time now. And so she knew I did my own thing working from home, but she was at school when I was doing that. Right. And, and so it's that that's been probably the most challenging, but that's even getting better. You know, I'm actually kind of pretending like I went back in time pre preschools and it's like a farm and I'm just involving her in everything that I can. So I'm asking her opinion and her feedback and, Hey, what could you do to help? Daddy's got this show and daddy's, you know, you know, all that kind of questioning and inviting her in and participating. And I should have done it earlier. It's been amazing. She's super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because the, the, we we think we know it all, <laughs> or, or I think I know it all. I guess I'll speak for myself there, and um, and it's just so interesting to to bring the kids into some of the conversations. Like even I was having a, a conversation around uh, podcast magazine, and uh, and uh, Xavier was asking, you know, specifically like how many subscribers do we have now, and and you know, like why are you making any money with it, and this that and the other, and. Yeah, so I told him, yeah, we're around, you know, whatever it is, 25 odd thousand subscribers or something of that uh, nature right now. And he's like, well, what are they paying? And I'm like, well, they're not paying anything. We did the free lifetime subscription. He's like, well, you got to charge for that. And I was like, well, what should we charge? You know, he's like, well, hold on. And he pulled out his calculator and he went, like, well, if you charge $10 a month and there's 25, like that's two and a half million dollars. Like he's got all these numbers in his head. Like to him, made perfect sense to start charging for this thing. And I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that, that's, yeah, uh-huh. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> exactly. That's, that is next. So it's true. You know, we, uh, we get so caught up in our own ideas and perspectives on things that it's, um, it's easy to lose sight of how smart the people are who are directly around us. So. Well, Steve, to yeah. your point about that, he is, his father's son. <laughs> He's studying yes. that through osmosis and it just probably taps into who he naturally is. So he's listening. The kids are listening to us. Yeah. Us. Yeah. Right now more so than ever. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's bring on, uh, on our guest, Vince Papali and, and Vince. Good to see you, man. And uh, yeah, great to be here, Steve. Thanks, Mary yeah. Richie. Thank you. This is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. it's great. You're out in the, you're out in San Diego. I'm here in Jupiter, Florida. Look oh, at okay. beautiful rain. Yeah, nice rainstorm right out. I'm in the garage, so this is <laughs> this is my studio. It's great what you were saying about the kids. I mean, that's the silver lining you get to spend time with them. I don't know yeah. if they like what they're seeing now with me. They've been away for seven or eight years. It's oh my god, Dad's really like that. So right. How cool. uh, how how big is your family and are are any of them with you now through this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all got together. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, of course, my wife, Janet, and she's the one that portrayed as a Giants fan. But uh, she wore red, white, and blue on her jersey as a gymnast. And uh, then my, my daughter, Gabriella, she's 26. And, uh, you know, it was interesting because I, I, I caught some of the conversation that you were having, you know, about people going to games and where they're going to sit in the stands and go to the uh, where the basketball game, football games. And so, Ironically, my daughter, Gabriella, does all the live game entertainment for the 76ers. So mm. she works for, yeah, she works for the NBA. She's down here. Um, we were already down here. My wife and I were down here because my son, Vinny, a graduate of the University of Delaware, uh, he's chasing his NFL dream. He's, he's going, you know, he, through osmosis, I guess, you know, he's, uh, 
he's trying to he's trying to get and he has and he has a pretty good shot so he was already down here training so i i knew i was going to come down so i drove down with janet in our car with our dog because Vinny missed the dog and we got down here and then you know we have jersey plates on our car <laughs> we're getting a hairy eyeball from everybody because nobody's supposed to be from new jersey anywhere but in new jersey right now right. But we were in south jersey right outside of philly so uh, Gabby's 20, uh, Vinny's 23, and, um, you know, he's doing whatever he has to do in order to get ready for the post-draft experience. He's a free agent. And, uh, yeah, we're all together. So, you know, one of the things, you know, you talk about the reinvention thing for me, uh, this is the silver lining has been I've now been together with my kids. Then, you know, Gabby went to uh, went away to Syracuse eight years ago, and she lives in Philly now. So, and now we're all together, and it's not a vacation. But um, it, it's working. Uh, we're surviving, yeah. and you know we're getting through. And it's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit more lax. I shouldn't say lax, but it's a little bit more relaxed here where we are in South Florida and Jupiter. Uh, the the uh, the cases, uh, the COVID nineteen cases, they're not at a great number. Uh, the fatalities. Um, God bless those families and souls that have passed. But the fatalities been to a minimum, I think, in it, in, in single digits and. And um, and we, there's a lot of room. There's a lot of air. And, you know, we sort of all understand the social distancing. And as athletes, we're, an at, we're, we're a jock family. So we figure, you know, we'll get through this with discipline. And But, and, you know, you go through your moments. You know, you go through, yeah. geez, oh, man, I, 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 want, I want to be back with my buddies, you know, hanging out at Max's, having a beer or doing something. Can't do that stuff anymore. Yeah. So take take us take us back through then the the story that you were – most known for, and obviously you've done other things over the course of your, of your life, but you know, it's very rare that uh, a movie gets made about someone and, you know, I mean, come on, Marky Mark, right? I mean, like, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> don't call him that though. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm old. Like, he's always Marky Mark to me. So there. Yeah, really... yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, he's got some other tags too, but yeah, Mark, Mark's a great, first of all, Mark, uh, Mark and I are very close friends and I'm actually right on the other side of the garage looking at the Vespa scooter that he gave our family. He rode all the kids around. You can see the picture of them right over my shoulder here. That's that's about how old they were when we were shooting the movie. And Mark had them behind them the whole time. So um, I don't know where you want to go with the movie. The, yeah, the, just, the, uh, just the, the beginning of it, or how it started, or well, let, let's just let's just kind of start with the the whole conversation around. You know, it's 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 one thing to. Um, you know, to, to be uh, an athlete and feel that you have athletic ability, it, it's another thing to try to take that athletic ability to, to the highest level. And so when they had these, these open tryouts, so, so again, just to give folks an understanding, so you played, you, obviously you played football for, for a number of years. Did you, was it in your sights to play pro ball at any point or did you think look I'm just going to go I'm going to go through this I'm going to take it you know to college and you know and whatnot it, it was it in your sights to play pro ball well it, as a kid it was my dream it was every kid's dream you know especially in the neighborhood we grew up in and my mom and dad were both great athletes semi-pro athletes when they were younger this was before world war ii and they but they never got beyond the eighth grade and I lived in a housing project and we all vicariously lived our lives through these athletes. When we were playing wiffle ball in the back, we, 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 we pretended we were from the Dodgers. We pretended we were from the, the Yankees, the Phillies, and we knew the lineups of all those teams. We always had those dreams that someday we'd be a professional athlete. And, you know, me, I, I, for football, I just sort of latched on to football. I had a favorite. His name was Tommy McDonald. We met him in the movie, and um, 
as luck would have it, I, I, I got that opportunity, but it, you know, it was sort of like in a backdoor's way of it. It's, it just, all of a sudden it just, it, it showed up. My, my, my real draw, my goal and dream uh, was to play college football, but I was too small coming out of high school, they said. I was only 5'6", five, 5'7", five, 150, 560 pounds, but I was a pretty good pole vaulter. And actually out of high school, I was only a foot and a half off the world's record. I never pole vaulted before. So uh-huh. I go to St. Jo- yeah, I go to St. Joe's College, and now it's a university, all men's school, about not even 2,000, 2000 students there, right outside of Philly. And I go to St. Joe's on a track scholarship. And then when you know it, by the time I'm a freshman, I'm 6'2", buck 85, and I'm running a sub 10 second 100 yard dash. And, uh, but, you know, in life, and as I teach our kids, and as I was taught, you know, there's these things called loyalty. Uh, you've got to follow through with what you started. Um, I got, re- I got uh, contacted by several schools that sort of saw the potential athleticism in me, but I said, no, I've got, I've got an obligation to stay where I'm at. You know, my dad would never have let me do something like that. So what do I do when I get done? You know, I'm, football's in my sights, but I'm not going to get a chance in the NFL because I didn't play college football. So I went back to my alma mater, white coach football, and was the head track coach, little high school right outside of Philly called Interboro. And I went and became the head track coach. And while doing that, then on my site, Steve, I, 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 the, the, the decathlon really was, was the event. And you had a great decathlete. You had several of them out there. And Bruce Jenner uh, was the man back then, you know, the yeah. then Bruce Jenner. And uh, he, he, was, he was the guy. And we all wanted to be that guy. And I was actually training to, I wanted to go out and they, were, they had camps out in the West Coast and I wanted to go out there and train. That was my goal and dream. And uh, hopefully qualify for the Olympic trials. But my obligation was, was back here. I was teaching, I was sort of working my master's degree. I never did it. But it, it, I, I actually qualified for the, for the, for the trials, I thought, um, in, a, in a little decathlon meet, but I couldn't get into the trials. And, and by not being able to do that, I got pissed off, started playing semi-pro football. And when you know it, it, you know, one door slams, one door opens, I wind up in the NFL. And, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, that's, that's, the, that, that's the, the elevator speech. But, you know, there's so many things in between. And, you know, you're talking about reinvention. One of, the, one of the biggest things and obstacles that I had to go over or go through was convince people that, hey, you know, I have the skills. I can convert those skills and take it from here and move them over to here. And as the, that's, that's how you survive, you know, I mean, you, you slide that in the business world, you, that's how you survive. I, I was doing sales and marketing. Did radio. Look, I've done sales, I've done radio and TV, I've, you know, I've, I've done it all. And, um, and now, you know, I go out and I speak, but, um, yeah. and, I, and an author. So, and I try, yeah. I try to write. So it's, it's been, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy uh, life and a crazy world, but I'm pretty happy with it. It's been pretty cool. Hey, yeah. Vince, I got a question for you. One of the things I, I really love about just this story in general is you, you, it doesn't sound like you reinvented the dream as much as you reinvented the path to the, to the dream. And, and as you were just referring to taking skill set from one place and moving them to another place, what would you recommend with, you know, with the world and the environment it is from a mental mind capacity like things that people could think about right now that they could utilize and apply in their own life from noticing something they're good at that now that they see how things are shifting how they could still um, you know just reapply those skills in another place 
Oh, let me put my intellectual hat on for that one. That was a great question. Oh, by the way, hey, Kelly, I can tell you, Kelly back at the studio, she did a great job and I know she's a big Invincible fan. So Kelly, I appreciate everything you've done so far. And this is great. And you know this, so here we are, we're, we're at this medium right now. You know, now when I'm, when I'm trying to do this, this reinvention, I'm, I'm chasing my dream. You can call it whatever you want. But uh, right now we've got this great tool, we, you know, the, this, the, the, the cyber world, you know, and the social media and all these other things. So for me, for anybody, you know, one of the, the to me, I'm, 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 an, I'm old school. I'm that guy that believes in fundamentals. And to me, if I was gonna take, take that leap from A to B, uh, it, it's very simple now for somebody just to do some research and to find out what you need to be, what you need to do in order to do that. And in many cases, how to do that. And if you have that discipline, you have that strength and you have that tenacity and you have that drive and you have that vision, you have that goal, you have that dream, all those things, you can pull all those things together and you can get it done. Uh, with me, I, I just never ever doubted my physical, my physical talents, my athletic talents. Um, others might have, and, and, but, but because I did it, it is how I wound up getting a scholarship to college. It's, it's how I wound up, uh, you know, becoming a fairly decent, you know, I was doing five or six events every meet. It's how I wound up in the NFL because I had total confidence in what I could do. And when you have that kind of confidence, uh, it's amazing where you can go and what you can do. But, you know, in today's world, um, and, and, I, and I, when I get out and speak, I talk all the time. I said, you know, just, you know, these, these things, you have to do this thing called analyze, adapt, and achieve. You know, the analyze part is get to know everything you can about whatever your goal, dream, vision might be. And there are so many ways now that you can do that. And then, uh, so that's, and making sure that, you know, and, and sometimes it could be your opponent, but making sure you're not your own worst opponent. And then the adapt part is in the movie, there's this great scene right at the end, you know, it's check zero, check zero. You know, I recognize that they're not going to be blocking me. They're going to be sitting back because they don't think that I'm going to come up underneath and go. So in life, you have to have those sight adjustments. We call them sight adjustments, call them audibles, whatever they might be. So that's the analyze. The adjust part is have the audible. The achieve part is get it done. And, um, and as, as, as um, you were saying earlier, you know, you're, if, what do you do if you're feeling a little bit down? You know, you call somebody. Uh, what do you do when you want to get to know somebody? You, you just contact somebody. You ask them. Well, how did you do it? You know, what did you have to do? I, I, there wasn't a playbook for this. You know, I'm, I, I, there's, like, as all parents, we're all parents. There's not a playbook for being a parent. And how do you do it? You know, it's like trial and error. And, and you know, you, but now, you, you know, you read all the books, but still, it's all about just being compassionate and understanding and, and all those other great things. But that, that's basically my advice for right now. Just get to know and get as much information as you can. Yeah, great advice. Mary, any, uh, what, what questions do you have for Vince? Um, I don't have a question at this moment, but I do have a comment. It is so refreshing to, to hear you basically say, take responsibility for yourself, fight for your dreams, be a good human, stick to the fundamentals, and I'm hoping that has been passed off to your children as well, because I think every parent wants to raise children with those things in mind, of course. You're gonna make me cry, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, I, we, we tried, you know, and, and I have this, um, when I go out and speak, I do this thing, I have a PowerPoint and all this stuff, you know, and, and, I, and I fire out to the audience, you know, give me some one word definitions of what it takes to be invincible. And one of the things is basically a synonym to put the whole, it's the umbrella for all the things you just said, 
and it's called accountability. And, and one of the things, and you know, being a part of that conversation that you were having, we, we Janet and me, because we are investors and we have, we have properties, we had to go through an eviction right before the shutdown order. I mean, you don't, you don't think that was here and all the things you had to do with the court. And uh, we, we couldn't even imagine of what it would have been like for somebody who was basically a deadbeat, wasn't paying us for six months and, and got an extension for six weeks. We were able, I'd feel bad, you know, now that this all happened, but um, we had no clue this was all going to happen. But, you know, those things, you know, there's got to be some sort of accountability there and responsibility there. And, and what's going, as you see, everybody's all this finger pointing. It just pisses me off to no mm -hmm. end. And thank God our kids, as athletes, as honor students, as being involved in the community, uh, they understand, they get it. And um, I don't know if they got it from me. Uh, they might have gotten it from Janet. Um, you know, the real story about my wife, Janet, and I sort of alluded to it. In the, in the movie, we had her, they had her, they had her cast as a Giants fan. Beautiful job by Elizabeth Banks, by the way, and a, and a bartender. But Janet was actually on a USA World Gymnastics team back in the early 70s with Kathy Rigby. And she mm. should have competed in Munich, except she had, a, she had an injury. They didn't take her. But the next year, she competed in the World Games. And then you go from reinvention. Here's a great reinvention. That when she, when, the next year, she's in a, she's in a, um, in a meet as a, as a member of the USA and goes and is doing a double twisting dismount off the beam and, and she snaps her knee and that ends her career. Because back then in the seventies, you don't do reconstruction. Just, you know, you slap it back together and put a couple of stitches on and there you go, Steve, you got a new knee, you know what I'm saying? You know, I have, I have new knees now. I have two new knees. And, but you know, Janet, you know, so Janet, what is she going to do? She goes to Penn State, tries to do her gymnastics. They shit. She couldn't do it. So the diving coach comes up, says, you know, I've had great success with divers being former gymnasts because of the spatial awareness thing, knowing where you are, doing all your spinning and flips. Doesn't Janet set all Penn State's diving records for crying out loud? Mine's up in the yeah. Olympic trials if she wanted to and chose not to and went on to the University of Pennsylvania and reinvented herself then from a gymnast to a world-class athlete, world-class gymnast, a world-class diver potentially and then to a coach and just gone through those things. And then from there uh, to an entrepreneurial position, you know, and she's a great realtor in the Philly, Jersey area. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's those things that you all bring together. And, and you know, I, I really appreciate that a lot for what you said, Mary. And, and my kids see it and they get it from us. So all they have to do is we don't, we don't preach it. Uh, they, we try to be good examples and they get it from us. So I'm going to flip a light on here, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, get a little light going on in the garage. There oh, we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there it is. So, a little bit better. Maybe out of the darkness. Yeah, one more, let's see. Yeah, go so ahead. So, Vince, one more thing that you said that struck me. You said that you believed in your ability, even if other people didn't. And I think today that is a super important point because we're so concerned with what people think of us. Of course we are. And we're so concerned on social media, how we're perceived, that we forget what do, what do I know for sure? What do I know I'm capable of? And the naysayers have to be, be over there. And it, that was a terrific point that you made because maybe they did look at your lack of height, but you had that ability, you, had, you knew that you were physically extremely capable. And if we can instill that, now I'm going to go in my daughter's rooms and go, believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Vince, Vince said that. You must, have, you must have been at one of my speeches because one of my slides, it's the doubters. It's all about the naysayers. 
And you know, it's those that are going to try to intimidate you. And I call it the intimidators were those that were the enlightened. And the enlightened has nothing to do with social and that crap. It, it, the enlightened were the draft picks. You know, hey, who are you? Who do you think you are? I was the number three draft pick from UCLA. Well, okay, that's cool. You know, or San Diego State, wherever it might have been. You know, or, hey, who are you? You're coming in, and then you have the other ones that think, you know, we're done growing up in the in the '60s, and you know, this you got to be stoned, man. <laughs> you out of your mind? You think you can do this? And um, and but you know, the the thing is, it wasn't only because I believed in myself, Mary. It's because I had some people that were very, very special to me in my life. And one, if I can mention, is was my high school coach, and he was my mentor. And my father, of course, was, was there with me. My mother, the great athlete that she was, she actually played baseball uh, in, this, in, the, in the 30s, right before World War II, traveling up and down the East Coast. And, she would, and they played hardball, male pitcher, male catcher. And the rest of the team was female. And she wore the pinstripes of the Yankees. And my mother was one of nine, and she was a fixer in the family, and she suffered from anxiety, depression, and I saw her being taken out of the house in a straitjacket. So the movie One Flew of a Cuckoo's Nest, you can look at it and maybe have a couple laughs at it, but I lived it because I went to those mental hospitals and visited my mother. And my father was working at Westinghouse. He was a shift worker, and I was trying, you know, whatever it took, took to bring the money in because insurance was going away. I mean, the drugs, the, 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 med the medicines that she was taking, the and all this stuff. And, uh, and I had this school teacher coach that was my, the one that, that told me that I wasn't too small to play high school football, came back into my life in a big way. He was always there with me, for me. And he gave me this great quote, and it says, happy are those who dream dreams and are willing to pay the price to make their dreams come true. And, yeah. you know, so here's the, here's the deal, you know. I mean, wherever you want to do, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to go from this position to there and be fluid and, 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 and have your audible, so to speak, is, um, you know, you have to be willing to pay the price. And if you're not, forget about it. You're just a poser. You can say you have all these dreams in the world, but, oh, but I could have done this, but, oh, you know, if it wasn't for that, forget about it. Quit making excuses. It's okay. It's okay to fall flat on your face. Just get your butt back up and, and go on to the next level. Our friend Claudio, who's one of the reasons I'm here, he'll be the first to tell you that as a coach out there in Pittsburgh. And um, that, that's, that's why I look at life and our, and our, and I think our kids do. And, you know, my son, Vinny, he went through a couple surgeries, but that's not going to deny him the opportunity to have him to try to have his dream come true. And same thing for Janet and same thing for Gabriella. So here we are, you know, and we're supporting and feeding off each other. And it's pretty cool. And we're real excited about the press conference uh, this evening because Vinny and Gabby, she wants to get back into the, she wants to get back to work. She wants to be with our friends. Vinny, he doesn't know when he's going to have an opportunity to showcase his skills at a, at a training camp or a mini camp, you know, coming up this year. So, uh, you know, we're going to find out in a few hours, maybe what the, uh, what the game plan is. And, you know, we're all about following the game plan. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate all that, man. And, uh, and just wanted to get your perspective on, do you see any sort of, of, of major shift as it relates to the sporting industry as a whole? I mean, you, I know you're not, you know, right at the epicenter of it, but you're certainly closer to people who are having that conversation than, than we are. So what, what is, what is your take Vince as it relates to football and, and sporting and, and in general here, are, are we going to see, you know, if you've got the crystal ball and you're playing it out, for example, the NFL season here, 2020, you know, in 2021, do, do we see a, a, dramatic difference what what are the conversations going on that you're hearing 
Well, yeah, the, I, 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 I suspect there's going to be a dramatic difference, uh, you know, um, you know, be from, from talking with Vinny's agent to uh, talking to people that I know in the game, players, and my, mm -hmm. my daughter, Gabriella, and knows the players, you know, I mean, that's what her job is, yeah. to be with, you know, and, and, uh, and some of the contacts I have. And then, of course, just watching and, and listening to, to guys like Mark Cuban, you know, for example, he seems to be a big voice in all this stuff. And I saw an interview with the, uh, can't remember the guy that owns the Houston Rockets, but he has this conglomerate of all these restaurants, right? And, you know, and, and listening to these guys, here, here's the way I see it, obvious. And, and it was very interesting because this morning I did a cyber, I did a cyber cast for people from Clear, these sales people from Clear, it, it, ones when you go into yeah. the, uh, you're going through your, you know, TSA and you do your, it's the biometrics that, that they're looking at. And, yeah. uh, you know, how things are going to change for them, you know, because how, how security, you know, some of the things are already talking about people coming into stadiums, that there might be some ways now that they're going to be able to test the fever. They're not going to be doing the, the fingerprint as much anymore. They're going to, so most everything is going to be through the eyes or the, and they're going to be able to, there's a change right there that they might have to used to and some mm -hmm. of the things that they do. But I, the way I look at it, it's going to be, there's going to be, I, I think there's going to be restrictions on the amount of fans if they're going to even allow fans to get in there for this season. The, the, the NBA season, I don't know if anybody knows it because we've been so consumed with all that's been going on for the last five weeks. The NBA season for the 76ers would have finished yesterday. And it seems like it, it, it seems like it was a year ago that they were even playing, you know, the way I, yeah. the way I look at it. So, you know, are, are they going to allow the fans to come in? Uh, I don't see how they're going to, the way, so, the way people are concerned. I, I, don't, I don't see if that's going to happen. And is there going to be the, the, the spatial awareness or the social distancing at the games? Uh, how can that happen at a stadium? I mean, you know, especially bathrooms. And I mean, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I suspect that they're going to try to go through this one season with a, um, with, with limited fans or fans, if any, and then, which will be the weirdest thing in the world, because if anything, you know, you, you get out there and you play for the fans in the stands, but yeah. uh, that, that's, that's just one man's opinion based upon my thoughts of everything that's coming together. Yeah. But I need sports. I, I need, I, you know, I, I need, I need sports. I need some competition. I need to look at something going yeah, crazy sure. here. For sure. And I know your, uh, your son is a big, big fan of uh, a podcaster by the name of Jocko Wilnick. And um, oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. 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 So we, uh, I know we had you had as, a, as a guest. Yeah. Yeah. I had a chance to sit down with Jocko recently and um, that was a treat. You know, he's, um, he's an interesting gentleman who, um, who is pretty steadfast in, uh, in, 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 let's just say that his rules and regs um, are going to be abided by, and we'll just leave it at that. So, but it's, um, you know, it was a really interesting conversation around uh, extreme ownership, right? And just how we all need to take personal responsibility. And even though the, the sports not necessarily track and field because there's definitely individual uh, it's it's more of an individual sport for sure than than football i mean no, there's no comparison um but nevertheless i mean there there's even in football you're personally responsible for the results of of your position and so and and personally responsible at the highest level i mean you see the number mm -hmm. of people and richie and i had talked about this before but the number of of kids who play Pop Warner and then play high school and then play college and then make it to the pros. I mean, it's just an infinitesimal percentage. It's just a ridiculously small number. So to get to that level 
you obviously have to be at the top of your game, both emotionally and physically and spiritually and so on. What, what are some of the things that you would encourage people to think about doing now in terms of what it is that they can do now in order to take more personal responsibility about what potentially is going to come out of, of, of what is a, a really challenging time for so many from an economic standpoint, from a psychological standpoint, et cetera. So I'm, I'm just really curious what your take is on personal responsibility and what, what can people actually do in that regard? Well, certainly they can take control of their, their selves and take control of their lives. You know, it doesn't, it, it, there's that list, I'm sure you've seen it, it takes no talent too. And then you can put all these different things here to have effort, to have a good attitude, you know, to be on time and all those fundamentals. And I think everybody should, ought to really take a look at something like that. It takes no talent to or just Google it up and you'll see it. And I, and I would think that would be a really good uh, exercise for people. How can I, how could I be stronger in these particular areas? Um, with, um, with, with our family and, and the things that are going on right, right now, uh, one of the things that we, and we've always known this, like, like with Vinny, because he's the one that's the active jock. And, and we know that, it, you know, once he graduated from college and then um, he, he got injured and, and then, you know, he got off a routine. And, and, and I know he does much better in a routine and I do, and Janet does, and Gabrielle and Gabby does. So what we've tried to do here in our household is to make sure that each day, that and Mary, you alluded to it earlier, you know, that you, you have that routine, whatever it might be, the routine with the child, it could be with, with, with your young child, with your seven-year-old, is reading, reading that book the night before. Um, I, next door, I, I, one of the guys, my next door neighbor, he, I won't mention who it is, but he's, he's a major anchor on one of the major uh, TV shows. And, and um, every day he comes home after he does his, his, his noon gig. And at four o'clock, five o'clock, you can see them at the, coming out of the cul-de-sac, boom, as a family. They're going out and they're doing that as a family. So that's one of the things. If you have children, make sure that they keep them in the routine because they're going to eventually have to get back to a situation where they're going to have to be disciplined in order to do that. So they just can't go willy-nilly undisciplined and do all that stuff. But then obviously do the same thing for yourself. And then, uh, you know, try to try to find out what the silver lining is. Uh, I'm, I'm Try, I'm, I, I'm doing some, I'm starting to do some cyber, cyber broadcasts now, you know, and, and those kinds of things. And what I'm doing is I'm trying, I, I question the guy today, you know, what's some, what's the silver lining that you're getting out of this? For me, obviously it's being with the family and all coming together again and seeing them come back, especially my two, you know, despite, despite their age 23, 26, they were so close as kids. They separated a little bit because they went off to college and chased their dreams and are coming back. And that's so very important. And then just be prepared. Be prepared for anything and, and have resilience. I think resilience right now is maybe one of the most important things that you can have because who knows, who really knows what's going to happen? You can have doctor this and doctor that and an economist this and politician that and, and whomever out there saying this is the way it's going to be, but you don't really know. You yeah. think it's going to be that way. It's like with me, Steve, if somebody was to tell me when I was going to go out there in the field for the first time, this was what it was going to be like, guess what? They were all wrong. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe that I was on the field in, with the Dallas, on the Dallas Cowboys stadium with all the noise and all the violence and all that stuff that's going on around. I couldn't believe that was going mm -hmm. on. So you've got to be prepared for just about anything. And that preparation comes with discipline. So I don't know if that answered your question, but, uh, 
you know, there's just so many, and, and it really, it's, it's right here, you know, it's attitude, it's heart, it's passion, it's energy, it's enthusiasm, surrounding yourself with good people, making that phone call, playing games with the family, whatever it might be. You know, one of the things here, just Gabriella, she's real excited tonight because one of our favorite places we used to go to down here to shut down is now doing takeout. Boom, there it is. So we're going to tonight have a, just have a takeout dinner, and then we're going to sit together as a family, and we're going to listen to the president and see what he thinks the new norm's going to be and how things are going to open up. But mm -hmm. it's going to be different for everybody, and, and uh, you know, but just write it out, and, and you'll go through your fears of depression, and I know all about depression. I've been through it. I, I, I you know, I professionally, I, I, I had to seek help. I know my mom with, with what she went through. I, I know what it's like, and I'll tell you what, I don't want to go back to that dark hole again, ever. And, um, and, but, you know, thank God with all the things that happened in my life, I can talk about it and say, Hey, it is what it is. And I'm not ashamed of it. So, you know, just yeah. be prepared for anything because we just don't know. Yeah. Rich. And, uh, let's get a couple more questions and then we'll let Vince get back to, uh, to the family over there, get him, get him out of the garage. So we're into, uh, you know, Rich, Mary, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what, what, uh, what, peaceful what, in here. It's not such a bad spot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a refrigerator full of beer, so, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to dive a little bit deeper on the discipline end. Okay. For two reasons. Um, one, again, being in this scenario, which is super uncommon, right? This is unprecedented. We got a little girl who's here, and I'm both asking her opinion, which in some ways helps – um, helps her participate more because she feels like she's not just being told what to do the whole time, but there's also the stresses, right? We're all in the same room. And so sometimes it's like, no, do that. So specific question would be how it, it seems so obvious to say discipline, just do it right. Like Nike got the best phrase of all time, but to some people, it's not necessarily, does it feel that easy to just do it? Have you come up with any tricks or little hacks? Like, you know, I would joke with my friend when I used to do training, like, uh, hey, do me a favor. Just, you might not make it to the gym, but at least get your shoes on and go to the curb. And if you don't feel like going to the gym when you get to the curb, then go ahead. You needed to sleep. But you almost never, you know, once you've gotten that far, you go ahead and get in the car and go. Do you have any kind of things to help develop that discipline for the people who don't just automatically have it in them? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking of when they were kids, they'll give you a Snickers if you do this or something like that. No, it, it, it's not as easy as that. It, you know, obviously, uh, with, with now my, 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 my kids, uh, adults, it's just, just to rationalize with them. But it, it's not, it, it hasn't been really difficult for them to go and do some things. But one of the things is, um, I, I know Vinny, and, I, I, and I, the, the last podcast you have, I, I know you're, you made a reference, Rich, to the Navy SEALs. And uh, one of Vinny's, um, there, 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 so, and, you know, one of his things is he's really enamored with the Navy SEALs and our buddies down here, David Rutherford and, you know, Mark Wahlberg and, and Marcus Luttrell. So I knew those kinds of guys. And, um, it, and, and Vinny just walking right there in front of me. And, uh, you know, when you, when you talk about discipline, I mean, there it is. That, that's the ultimate discipline. But, you know, it is, it's just, it, it's, it's the rationale of saying, okay, this, this is what's going to be, and the reason I'm saying that is one of the books he was reading is Make Your Bed, you know, and, and so we're trying to, hey, Ben, it would be really cool 
you know, that, 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 so, so a lot of times with him, I'll say, hey, don't, don't wind up on the two-yard line. Get into the end zone. Make your bet. And he can, he can appreciate that metaphor and that analogy. And, and then, because I know he's reading this book, Make Your Bet, or sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll take the book and I'll put it right on his unmade bed. But um, I, I think he got it, you know. So um, with, with us and with our family, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty lucky. They're, they're pretty disciplined. So I haven't really played any of those games before. But it, always it was some sort of just I, – I, was, was, I got very little praise in our house when I was growing up. And I think right now I'm overpraising. You know, it's just, you know, hey, I'd really appreciate it. would help mom. That's one of the big ones. Hey, you know, you can really help mom out if you do this, even if, I, even if she doesn't even have anything to do with it. Or, hey, would you know, the same thing as do me a favor. I sort of stopped, got away from the do me a favor thing. I just, would you just do this? And this is all part of the routine. So, mm. you know, that, that's, the way, that's how I'd approach it. But I don't, I don't, with these, these them now, they love to cook and they're cooking a lot of dinners, which is fun. And Vinny just got this great Traeger smoker. And, and it's fun to watch him and Gabby out there every night uh, cooking our meal for the night, whatever it might be. They got to yeah. get, get some good seafood down here in Jupiter. That's for darn sure. Yeah, for sure. Mary, any, uh, any final questions there for, for Vince? And then, uh, Vince, if you want to bring on uh, that beast of a son, man, let's, uh, let, let's get him some props as well. We'll, uh, we'll be happy to, happy to, to, to get him some, some more visibility here and let him let, let's see how sure. fast he can run across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in his bare feet and uh, that would be the quick jolt, but he did, he did pop a sub four five forty a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Getting, he was, he was ready to go. And then, you know, they, uh, they, the only thing was canceled, you know, the pro days, yeah. many camps, the whole deal. So, hey, you know, then there again, what are you going to do? You have to adjust and, and have that yeah. discipline. Yeah. Mary? Um, I don't have any more questions necessarily. I just think you're fabulous. And I love your attitude. I love how you've taken who you are as a person and created a beautiful family and they're out doing good things and you're speaking. If I did have one question, it would be, what do you dream of next? <sighs> what do I dream of next? Um, I, I dream of being able actually to go to the beach. What do I dream of next? I dream of being uh, I'm like a Tony Romo because the other night we were all talking about, and uh, we were all talking about, if you could be one thing, that was one of our dinner discussions. If you could be one thing, what is it that you'd want to be? Um, and you know, the kids, I, I know with my, my whatever, but the, the, our kids wanted to be their country music singers are really in the country. And, and I know, I know a few guys now have been thankful to, you know, do that for me. I would love to do what Tony Romo does. I would love mm. to be in that broadcast booth or whomever the commentators, not, not the, not the pay by play guy, not the Al Michael, the Collingsworth, you know, and I, I, I want to be that guy that, and I did that on radio for a few years. It was the most fun thing. And a lot of it is because uh, the, uh, the preparation that it took to be successful at doing that. And then secondly, just doing it and, and breaking down a game. I love breaking things down in that respect. So uh, that would, that would probably be my dream. Let me see if I can get Vin right there. Sweet. <laughs> hey Vin. We're going to watch his four five forty go straight across the screen uh, here with the, gotta, with the quickness. You want to say hi to you. We want to say hi. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's yeah. He's, Sweet. He's, I, I just, there you come. All right. Nice. And, um, and before, before we let you, you jump Vince, if, uh, if people want more information uh, about you, I know you do a lot of public speaking or at least, you know, cyber speaking at this point, 
There he is. So, uh, so the challenge is if you can do the, if you can do the 40 in under four or five, then we're thinking you can go across the screen in under half a second. So that's, uh, <laughs> you can't hear me, can you? How about now? <laughs> there we go, man. No, we were saying if, uh, so your, your dad was, was, was definitely yeah, loving on you. And, uh, and he was saying you can do the four or five, you got about a four or five under four or five forty right now. So uh, we were thinking that if that's the 40 yard dash, then it would probably take you about two tenths of a second to run across the screen. So that's, uh, we're going to start the timer and, uh, and you just start going and then we're, no, I'm just playing with you. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Good, man. Good. This has got to be a herder for you, man. I know you're playing all the time and now you're kind of cooped up. Well, it's great to be with the family, but, uh, uh, what, what, uh, what, what, how's it, it's got to be taking a toll on you for not being able to, to get out there and hit the pads every day now. Yeah, I know. I had a lot of expectations, at least for myself. I'm yeah. Sure this spring, you know, it's summer, but uh, a lot of it got put on hold because of this, but. I'm yeah, man. Guy, so, I mean, there's a bunch of guys in my shoes right now, so I can't get too upset, but it, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I heard you're a, a Jocko Willening fan, man, so we'll, uh, uh, yeah. next time. Next time you're in San Diego, give us uh, give us a holler, and I'll see if I can get something set up for us to go and yeah. uh, and go say hey. For sure, that'd be awesome. Yeah, man. All oh, right, we're cool. gonna uh, we're gonna wrap things here. Just wanted to say hey to you, and uh, just wish you the best of luck when that career gets back on track. Which it'll get back on track quick there for you, yeah, at least we can hope. And yeah, uh, absolutely, and uh, and and Vince Senior. Uh, if people want more information about you, I'll let you grab the, the piece back from your son. If, uh, good to see you, but if people want more information, uh, about you, man, where, where, where should they go? What should they do? Right. Yeah. I just try to get Gabriella, but she's involved in some, she's with a bunch of her friends and they're playing some cyber game. So she says, I'm sorry, but anyway, uh, yeah, make it easy. I, I just wrote a book. It's called, um, it's called the last laugh and vision of victory from in the movie. The, the, the guy that the white knuckle guy, Danny Frank's, and he's Michigan grad. And we wrote a book called The Last Lab Vision to Victory. And that's out. It's on Amazon. Uh, but if anybody, um, you know, I'm, I'm on uh, Vince, Vince Papali, VincePapali.com. Just go to contact Vince. Comes right to me. Uh, my agent and my uh, my agent, my boss, is, is Janet. And um, so and she's getting things prepared for dinner tonight. So uh, yes. it's all good. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. And I'm, I'm easy to find. But this was this was so cool. I, I have to tell you, this it made me think a little bit and you know, some of the things that it takes and, and, uh, but you know, the reinvention thing is something we're all going to have to get used to right now because yeah. it, it's, it's, it, there's going to be a lot of new normals out there. We, we're not sure what they are, but we better get used to it because it's not like it used to be. It'll never will be. Yeah. Well, for sure, man. And, uh, and I'll just simply say this, which is, you know, if any of your, uh, if any of your Jupiter, Florida friends want to come and hang out with us, you know, there's, uh, there's some good folks to, down there, we'll uh, you know we'd love to uh, we'd love to have them. Of course, you know if you want to introduce us to to Mark and uh, and that crew, we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll, we might be able to find a place for Mr. Wahlberg here on the show. Okay. And, um, All right. <laughs> and and last but not least, Kelly really 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 wants to know if you are in contact with any of uh, of your old buddies from the neighborhood. Oh, absolutely, yeah. As a matter of fact, all those guys we're we're all together. All the guys that were in the movie, my friends. Uh, we all get together. We get together at least twice a year. Uh, we're, we're all now, um, I, I'm a little ahead of the game because I have kids. So I, I got into texting and all that stuff earlier. These guys, you know, with their kids, they have grandchildren that are older than my children, for crying out loud. 
but uh, yeah, we're all together. We we play golf at least a couple of uh, three times a year, and uh, we get together right before Thanksgiving. And and, uh, and 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 just you know, the older you get, the better you used to be. A great group of guys, and I could have never done it without them. They were behind me the whole time. I was at training camp when I was going through it. You can do it, Vince. You can do it. So yeah, you know, you're only as good as the people around you. And, you know, I have to say one thing, and and what I think Steve, you were talking about it earlier. Is uh, I'm so proud of Vinny. That's the jersey that he wore when he played on the USA team uh, when he was That's in high awesome. school. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. And when they get, when they got up and 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 when they got up and they said, "We want you to fill in the blanks in this little card," and it's who, who do you play for? And what that kid said, he says, "I play for the guy next to me," and it mm. just just blew me away. And wow. um, there, there there it is, you know. And that's that's our children. Uh, they're not afraid to give, and um, and and we're really proud of them. And, and I'm just so grateful and thankful for, thankful for you and what you're doing. It's making me think, and and I think I'll be a better person just because of being with you today. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. And uh, obviously, it says a ton about who you guys are as parents to you know to to have a a son, and of course, you know your daughter and the whole family. But just to, for him to be able to say something like that just speaks volumes about about who you are and um and can't wait to see what the next chapter is for you we're well, gonna let you know. crop off yeah okay, sounds like good. a plan thanks, thanks guys all right thanks great having you. all right be strong stay disciplined yep, you, thank you, you too you too you too all right we will uh we will take you down there and just wrap up here on this episode of reinvention radio pretty uh pretty inspiring guy and then just the the whole I mean, it's just an unbelievable story. I mean, if you haven't seen Invincible, and yeah, I know it's an older movie and, you know, whatever, you know, it's still, the message is still so powerful and it's based on a true story. It's based on the guy, you know, Vince Papali, we just had on here, right? So it's not like it's just, you know, Hollywood fiction, like even more so now than ever, uh, just to be able to come from the the stands onto the field. I um, actually want to read, want to read this uh, and I'm going to find it here, but uh, Mary, any any last last thoughts there uh, around today's episode? Um, uh, and then let me find this. And I want to just I uh, just want to leave folks with this last thought here that I'm going to I'm going to find here in one one second. But any any last thoughts on uh, on today's on today's show and our conversation with Vince? You know, he's just so inspiring and solid. What a solid guy in all yeah. areas of his life. And I'm glad he's out speaking because people should get to know him on that level. And he's so down to earth. Totally. Yeah, totally, totally. Guy. Right. Uh, yeah. Rich, any, uh, any, any last thoughts here before we, uh, for, again, I got to find this and then I'm going to, then I'm going so to share this last talk quote. For a certain amount of time. Talk for just a <laughs> second or two, but, but yeah, get, um, uh, yes, please. Just, That's funny. No, yes. I mean, I'll kind of piggyback a little bit off what Mary just said. I, it just reminds me of just the old school mentality. You know, you have these certain values, you stick to this plan, but yet you got to be able to call an audible, right? And the self-reliance, it's partially why I said earlier, actually now I'm just blending together, whether it was the show prior or not, but where it's like, whatever you want to see, the information is sitting there for you. So stay locked in your dream. Uh, keep working, learning more about it, as Vince said, working towards it. And then um, really just focusing on 
doing what you can do, especially when we're at home. I mean, when you're, why not, why not work on self-reliance when you're the only people you can be around or you and your family? So it's perfect yeah. timing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I'll, I'll find the quote for, for next time, but for now I'll just simply say that um, it, it is even more important perhaps now than it has ever been for you to, to lead and lead in a way that only you can from the standpoint of, you know, one of my favorite expressions uh, is to a second grader, a fifth grader is a God. And what that means is that there are, there are people who are literally waiting and praying for you to show up in their lives. And you don't have to have, you know, this, this PhD, or you don't have to have, you know, this, this, um, this ridiculous amount of, of knowledge or ability or expertise um, in order to, to help those who are literally just, you know, potentially a, a few steps behind you. And um, I just can't emphasize uh, enough that right now, lead however you can. And without fear of what other people are going to think or without concern for any sort of, uh, of judgment, because the, the, the truth is, and, you know, look, in this conversation, um, I'm, I'm hoping and, I'm, and, and I per- firmly believe that there were uh, some takeaways here that could, that could have meaningful impact on your life, no doubt. But what those are specifically, I don't know. I just know that in something that Rich said or in something that Mary said uh, or in something that Vince said or in our last hour uh, with Scott Carson joining us, um, there was something said that resonated for someone. And you may never know what that is. But what I do know is that if you don't say it or you didn't say it when you needed to say it, uh, that, that someone potentially was not able to hear what they needed to hear in that exact moment. So share, lead from the front, and just know that you, you don't have to have all of it together, so to speak, uh, in order to help someone who is, who is literally just a couple of steps behind you that needs you to throw them that rope. So I will leave it at that. And uh, just a big thanks to Vince Papali once again for joining us here on Reinvention Radio. Big hugs, big thanks to Mary Goulet, to Richie Ote, Kelly Pelker, and uh, White Wade holding it down back at the studio. Looking forward to getting back there soon, my friends. And we'll talk to you guys next time here on Reinvention Radio. Take care, everybody. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. 